Kennedy Paradox, Chapter 14. Montego Motel, South Miami, Florida, Thursday, March 2nd, 1961, 5.30 a.m. Patch slept with his arm over Kate as the sunlight glowed between the closed blinds. A heavy knock at the musty motel's outside door caused him to sit up quickly. Kate pulled up the sheets. His shorts and undershirt Patch peeled back the blinds. Three unknown men, probably Cubans, dressed in casual chino pants and light-colored shirts, milled about the parking lot. Who is it, Patch? Mankiewicz? No, I don't recognize him, Katie. Then a short, stocky guy in a light brown Aussie hat banged loudly on the door. This guy's off the wall. I'd better let him in. She wrapped the white terry cloth robe over her gown. Patch unlatched the door chain. He opened the door and the soldier stomped by him. The other men filed into the room slowly and surrounded him. The soldier flipped back his hat, revealing a sandy crew cut. He had a grating voice and his face, already red and sweaty, looked like it came off a dog food can. Higgins' wife reports that he's missing, Kincaid, growled through gritted teeth. Just who the hell are you? asked Patch, stepping forward. The soldier did a double take and then stepped nose to nose with Patch. I'm Sergeant Savage. You and your smart-ass story, Kincaid. Do you have any idea what any member of Intercept would do to you? We aren't fooling around here. Let's cut through it. Where's Higgins? Has he already defected? And how do you know all this? A little birdie told me. The serviceman clenched both his fists and his neck veins bulged. Don't get cozy with me, asshole. Kate, frightened by the exchange, moved forward, but the two men in civilian clothes held her back. Leave her alone. Shut up. Savage removed his gun from the holster. Patch wanted to punch his face. This man, Stephen Higgins, was involved in things that, shall we say, would be very beneficial to the Soviets. He defected right here off Miami in early March 1961. You better pray that he hasn't already defected. The wide-eyed soldier grabbed his shirt. Patch tried to push his muscular arms, but found himself pinned against the wall with the gun pointed at his forehead. We're talking about United States security. You will tell us how you knew about Higgins. Kate broke free. Leave him alone. He's telling the truth. Get her the hell out of here. Then he turned back, still clutching Patch's shirt. Screw you, Kincaid. You're a liar. A damned liar. I've told you, we came back in time. You're lying. And now you're going to die, Captain Sci-Fi. We know this story was your cover, just to confuse us. You may have all the scientific answers to con Mankiewicz, but you don't con me, mister. A middle-aged man, Haircroft, entered the room in military fatigues. His calm demeanor contrasted with the sergeant. Get this pit bull away from me, the soldier squinted. Then he spoke with a Louisiana or a Texas twang. Sergeant Savage has been following the Soviet presence in the Caribbean. Then you better send the Coast Guard out there, said Patch. He gazed down at the gun barrel and then into Savage's riveted blue eyes. I'm on your side, you damned idiot. We have people out there, but guess what, Captain Sci-Fi? You're going out there with us. Higgins mustn't be allowed to defect, even if you have to kill him. Fine! Savage released his grip and lowered the gun. We're all on the same wavelength, but you know more. Yes, I do. See, Bart, he said to the other soldier. Then he turned to Patch. Don't you realize with the wrong series of moves in Cuba and we could all end up in World War III? 
That won't happen, said Patch. In December of 1963, Kennedy met Castro in New York and worked out the peace accords. That's the way the history books read. Savage looked at Bart. Well, that's happy horseshit. You need to get to Higgins before he's brought to Cuba and then to Russia. Savage tucked his gun under his shirt again and stepped over to Bart. Either he's the most sophisticated liar I've ever met or he really has come back through time. Where will Higgins defect? Off Miami? I think so. I treat your story very seriously. The shot of Savage moved in again and pointed his finger into Patch's chest. Guess what? You two are coming out with us later this morning. If Higgins is really defecting off Miami, we'll find him. Then you are taking my word seriously, asked Patch. When it comes to the Russians, Captain, I take everything seriously. Then he looked at the Latin men and Savage. Clear the room. I want a few minutes with the Captain. Patch, said Kate. She can stay. Savage pushed the men outside and gave one last sneer at Patch before he closed the door. Bart sat on the edge of the sofa. I'm Bart Vanderborn, by the way. Are you in charge of this maniac? Listen, you'll gain a great deal of credibility, Captain, if Dr. Higgins is caught trying to defect off the coast. I would ask you to reveal your true identities or your handlers. We're telling the truth, stated Kate from the edge of the bed. Such a story is beyond my everyday experience, so I have discounted, he said, exhaling the smoke across the room. Then, said Patch, we'll have to deal where we can come together, like the Higgins thing. True, he said as he moved over to the blinds and looked outside. I've got people out there who are willing to lay down their lives to get Castro out. I need to demonstrate I'll be right there with them. Someone knocked at the door. A middle-aged man in a cocky shirt pants leaned in the doorway, checked his watch, moved inside, and shut the door. He put on his glasses and read from a folded piece of paper. We're okay, Will, said Bart. Bart, this is from Atsugi, Japan. Dated 2200 hours yesterday. From a commanding officer, Colonel Kincaid. That's my father. Bart sidestepped to Patch and studied his face. Then he ran his index finger along the scar. Well, I'll be damned. That's an old scar. We're going out later this morning to search for Dr. Higgins. Can they get Colonel Kincaid and the son back here? Patch's stomach tingled at the thought of seeing his father alive again. He looked over at Kate, who smiled. Commander's working on that right now. Bart nodded. Brief Dan Preslin on that. We'll cross the room and check Patch's scar. Son of a gun. I'm beginning to believe his story. Don't get carried away, Will, said Bart. Dan will contact Mike Choden, Fletch Knight, and Robert Ashcombe. Will nodded. Let me tell you something, Kincaid, or whoever you are. I met a guy, Jimenez, during the Guatemalan operation who claimed he swore he was not a part of Arbenez's regime. Didn't break his story till we overthrew Arbenez. You see, he didn't run. He was a part of that regime and he would have bolted the country. We followed him. He worked as an agent for United Fruit, but one of Colonel Aramis's people recognized him as a drug dealer on the side. He had his keel filled with bales of marijuana. We got the bales, and Jimenez is with his boat in the middle Atlantic trench. And Amos is dead, said Brad, grinding out his cigarette butt in a coffee mug. Deke's point, Patch, is sooner or later, 
We're going to find out who you and Kate really are and what you're up to. It might be better to stay alive. Will's point, Patch, is sooner or later we're going to find out who you are. It might be better to stay alive. I'll confirm the Preslin briefing, said Will as he exited the room. Okay, said Bart. If you have anything else to add, I will promise you this, Bart. I will divulge more information when we get Higgins. Good enough. Get dressed and let's get the hell out of here. He opened the door. For a moment, Patch heard several people outside speaking Spanish. Then the door closed tight. Kate stood and hugged him. These people are deadly serious, Patch. So am I, Katie. So am I.